1: Just a quick note before the show that NPR is doing its annual survey to better understand how listeners like you spend time with podcasts. Please help us out by completing a short anonymous survey at npr.org slash podcast survey. That's all one word, npr.org slash podcast survey. We'd really appreciate your help to support NPR podcasts. That's npr.org slash podcast survey. Thanks so much. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Christina Lee.
2: Hey, Robin.
1: Marissa LaRusso.
3: Hi, Robin.
1: And Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody. Howdy, Robin. It's New Music Friday, and we recorded this week's show before... Drake announced his new album, Honestly, Never Mind. So we weren't able to include it uh, on this week's episode. But we've got plenty of other great releases out now on June 17th, starting with the singer Yaya Bay. Her new one is called Remember Your North Star. This is the song, All Right.
0: Oh.
2: Uh, a singer, Queens, New York. This is her new album, Remember Your North Star. The themes of this album get heavy. She explores generational trauma, misogynoir, and the self love required to cope with all that. But the arrangements is what makes this album so lively and so refreshing. There's a lightness to this, coupled with all these lyrics that I were just jotting down because I feel like there are going to be new mantras going forward. Uh, I think, like, that contrast is what made this album so compelling.
4: She's called it a thesis for Black women because basically she says, like, Black women does so many things for community, but they don't get the same thing back as far as love. And it's a very, like, a letter to Black women from everywhere. But more importantly, she embodies the history of, like, R&B. There's Jill Scott, there's Aaliyah, there's Ladybug from Diggle Planet. There's even a little bit of Left Eye from uh, TLC in this album. Like There's like traditional sounds in the album, but then there's these experimental stuff. Afrobeats, there's reggae, there's there's jazzy, there's even kind of a sparse piano. She really expands on the diversity of this genre in ways that I haven't heard in a very long time.
2: To me, Tariq, the song that sort of summed up that range pretty succinctly was Rolling Stoner because it Mm. begins with that steady piano that you were talking about and you hear the textures in her voice that let you know that there's an old soul sort of residing Mm -hmm. within this singer, right? then the beat kicks in about halfway and it takes you out of this lounge setting and then all of a sudden you're transported to 2022 and that right there i think that's all happening in less than two minutes
4: and as you said there are some deep traumatic things on there but then there's also some light things like pour up which is like Afrobeats with its playfully sensuality lyrics, then Meet Me in Brooklyn, reggae vibes. So it's not all like traumatic, but there's some black joy in there as well.
0: Calm little baby,
4: tell me that
0: you love me so. Calm little baby, never want to Let me go, calm little baby. Tell me what I want to know, know, know.
3: I was really impressed with this record and how airy and loose and beautiful the production is. It really seemed like, you know, she was giving herself room to experiment sonically throughout the course of the record. And I just found that a joy to listen to.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yaya Bey is the singer. Her new one is Remember Your North Star. All right, also out today is a new one from the artist known as Barty Strange. It's called Farm to Table, and this is the song Mulholland Drive.
3: R.T. Strange is a singer and songwriter and producer based in D.C., and this is his sophomore record. But I think he's had a pretty interesting path to get to where he is. He grew up in a small city called Mustang, Oklahoma, after traveling a lot with his family. And he grew up learning about music from his mom, who's actually an opera singer, And then eventually he moved to the East Coast and he played in hardcore bands, but then he also wrote some like singer songwriter music, but then he also learned how to produce hip hop beats. I just feel like you can hear all of those experiences in his music. So his debut record came out in 2020. And I feel like that record introduced him as someone who has just like a huge artistic ambition and also is just not interested in abiding by the strictures of any one genre. And that, I think, is so present here on Farm to Table, too. And you definitely have solid rock songs like Heavy Heart or Escape the Circus. But then there are really touching kind of more spare songs like Hold the Line. There's a whole world of people Wanna be where you're going right now Say that, babe See that, child Can't imagine was running through a young man now. And then elsewhere on the record, he'll throw in elements of hip-hop or more experimental production choices, just really making a sound that I think is distinctly his own.
4: I just learned he also served as a deputy press secretary in Obama administration, too, 2014. What?
3: Yeah, what? like he was yeah. doing all of this music stuff while holding down just like a, yeah. you know, pretty yeah, demanding government job. day job. Yeah.
4: The farm-to-table title... To me, it's kind of like The Farm was his debut album. He listened to Live Forever. He was just planting different crops, right? Trying different things that he loved. And then The Table, he finally picked the right crop that he wanted to focus on. And this is like, he harvested, brought it to the table, and now he's sharing his bountiful crop with us all. You can hear a little more focus on this album. The Hennessy track, I can totally relate to. In black culture, like a lot of people drink Hennessy. I'm a bourbon drinker, and every time I go home back in the day... I drink bourbon they looked at me funny like why are you drinking that harsh stuff you gotta drink that Hennessy and like I couldn't stand Hennessy it was too sweet and they say black folks
3: drink Hennessy but I want you over me
4: in the dark on a tree Hennessy was just I felt what he was saying and what he was singing in that track. There's also a song like Cosigns
1: that is this sort of weird auto-tuned sort of rap singing that he does. Damn, just got out the band Universal,
3: hit me about some ticks I need to send Need my address for some checks that they
4: forgot to send Time to flip this transit, I think I'm going to need the binge I'm in LA, I'm with Phoebe, I'm a
3: You don't hear as many great shout-outs in indie rock as you would in hip-hop, but (laughs) Bartiz is here to adjust to that.
1: Did any of you all spend any time with the cover art for this record? I don't normally go deep on cover art, but this collage of images on the front of this record, there's so much going on. Uh, you know, farm to table, you've got Jesus in the Last Supper, but Jesus' oh, face is yeah. sort of blotted out. And then there are all these old photos of him growing up and all in collage form, all in these pieces of torn paper. Just like the artwork, it's like on this record, he's trying to piece together the moments that make up his life and figure out who he's become. Barty Strange is the artist is new in his Farm to Table. Before we take a break here, I want to go to a what I think is a really mind blowing release from the LA based music collective called Wild Up. The album is Julius Eastman Volume Two Joy Boy, and this is the song Stay On It. This whole album goes through so many dramatic changes, not just from song to song, but within each song. So I want to jump ahead a few minutes into this track. Stay on it to hear where it goes.
2: with this one right Um, (laughs) so this volume two joy boy it's the second volume in a seven album anthology by the collective wild up that's exploring the work of julius eastman julius eastman being a late composer who was a rare black and gay presence in the avant-garde space before he died in 1990 wild up is actually They introduced me to Julius Eastman's work with last year's Volume 1, Feminine. They're really helping to set a standard for how we get to hear Julius Eastman's music because there was so much that was left unrecorded. Apparently, his notation style was very loose. And so um, Wild Upper having to take a lot of creative license while Feminine played around with repetition and really sort of explored Eastman's way of sort of like revisiting like a central theme or a motif and carrying that over to specific songs, these tracks go into so many different directions. And you have like this one really insistent choir who's telling the listener to like to stay on it, stay on it, stay on it. But it feels like everything else sort of surrounding them is trying to like intervene and there's like a playfulness and a sense of humor to that that was really unexpected for me
1: as i said such an incredible range on the record let's hear a bit of another cut on the album called touch him win and then the word heavy in parentheses Such a sharp contrast to the song Stay On It. And here's a bit of the opening cut called Joy Boy. is just wild. You mentioned that Julius Eastman died in 1990. He was only 49 years old, and his story is really crushing because he just was never really recognized for the genius in his work at the time. At one point in the 80s, he was evicted from his apartment, and all of his scores and his notebooks and possessions and everything were dumped out into the snow on the street. His work really is up for a lot of interpretation because we just don't know much about it. But honestly, it's a miracle that we have any of it at all.
2: Joy Boy, to me, kind of sounds like birdsong, but at like six in the morning when there are like mm. one too many birds trying to chime in on everybody, right? So it veers just like slightly into chaos. It really just lets you know how much Julius Eastman had to play around with, even with his style being defined as minimal. And it's really cool that uh, Wild Up is really giving us the opportunity to bask in his work.
1: Yeah, fascinating listen. It makes me really want to dig more into Julius Eastman's work and his story. Wild Up, the group Julius Eastman, Volume 2, Joy Boy is the album. We do have a few more releases that we want to highlight this week, including new ones from Perfume Genius and J-Rock. But first, we need to take a short break.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, The Capital One Venture Card earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase plus earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through capital one travel your next trip is closer than you think with the venture card from capital one what's in your wallet terms apply see capital one.com for details do you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three minutes or maybe you're sick of doom scrolling getting your news in bits and pieces that is where embedded comes in We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things. Find us
4: wherever you get your podcasts. Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college campuses across the country. But from the eyes of students, what are we missing? From the outside, these protests are painted as really violent when that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, and I'm inviting you to hear from student journalists who see what the rest of us cannot. On it's been a minute from NPR. Climate change fuels hurricanes. China promises
0: to stop. The big lie persists. Butterflies have hearts. Singers die. Plumbers win. Nurses persevere. Your world speaks. We listen.
2: NPR NPR podcasts. podcasts. More voices, all
0: ears. Find NPR wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Christina Lee, Marissa LaRusso, and Tariq Moody. And we're taking a quick look at the best new albums out now on June 17th. We start the second half of the show off with the DJ and producer Jay Rock. His new one is called A Wonderful Letter. This is the song Keep On Yeah. Keep on it, it,
4: amazing DJ, producer, but also part of the crew known as the Beat Junkies who put out some amazing beat tapes and hip-hop instrumentals throughout the many, many years. And he signed to definitely one of the most uh, influential indie label Stone Store Records founded by Peanut Butter Wolf. This album, A Wonderful Letter, basically is a letter to Los Angeles and to the music scene. And you definitely feel it. And you also has guests from that area, like MED, who's from Oxnard, also where Madlib and Anderson Pack's from. There's Korea Town Oddity, which I just learned about last week, also from uh, LA. And then Frank Knitt, who's actually from Detroit, but worked with Jay Dilla, who happened to relocate to LA shortly before he passed away. It is truly an album to drive with your top down and going down uh, 405 or Route 1 or just walking down Venice Beach.
2: You know, in all honesty, like, J-Rock, Didn't have to put out a solo album. I mean, it took the man somewhere like 30 years to release his his debut album in 2011, right? And that's because, like, he is a DJ, he is a turntablist, you know, he is a team player. And everybody in hip hop kind of knows who he is anyway. So, like, his name is already established. Mm -hmm. But I think with this one, the premise is really interesting because this is the first time you hear him specifically explore his LA roots and I really was intrigued by the progression of the album in particular how the song you just heard like it, it's more like hip hop rooted like toward the beginning and then from there the album kind of sprawls out and the influences like sort of sprawls out like he features uh, funk legend Steve Arrington mm-hmm. uh, he's got Egyptian Lover on here he's here to remind us of how deep his circles run and that like as far as being a producer and a DJ like his knowledge is vast You'll get you you
4: I want to do more dance with you Egyptian lover most people don't remember Dr. Dre was doing that kind of stuff before most people knew him for what he is now today so he really truly celebrated Los Angeles through the years on this album
1: one of the songs that really stood out to me was near the end of the record called Dancing with the Best.
2: Be such a dream to go crate digging with J Rock. First of oh, all, yeah. he, his collection must be vast to begin with. But I just want to know the places he frequents. Okay, I want to know yeah. like <laughs> where he searches when he's looking for something he doesn't actually have.
1: J Rock, a wonderful letter is the new album, and from J Rock, let's go to Perfume Genius, the musical project of Mike Hadreas. His new album out today is called Ugly Season. This is the song Teeth. Okay,
3: So this is not exactly your typical Perfume Genius record, Um, these songs actually began as the accompaniment to a dance piece that Mike Hadrius made with the choreographer Kate Wallach, Um, and that piece was performed in 2019 and early 2020, it was called The Sun Still Burns Here. So after that performance, then Mike Hadrius went into the studio with his longtime partner and bandmate Alan Weifels and the producer Blake Mills, and then that's how they made this album, Ugly Season. The songs are, I think, a little less, like, structured, straight-ahead rock songs or pop songs. Um, And when you hear that they were meant to be danced to, you might think of, like, the music that you would hear in a club, which this is definitely not. The dance that they were doing was this kind of beautiful, wild, exploratory, modern dance. I think these songs play in really interesting ways with texture and tension and drama. You know, it does get like really heavy in some places, like the song Hellbent, and then very spare, like the final track, which is mostly just piano and is really beautiful.
1: was completely blown away by this album. I mean, I I found myself thinking, you know, it, it's time to consider Perfume Genius among the all-time great pop and rock auteurs, you know, like Bjork or I Laurie love Anderson. To hear this, Robin. You know, or Fully in support. Or, or, I, or here's someone I don't know if you've heard of, but Kate Bush. You know, whoa. like
3: <laughs> <laughs> whoa.
1: Who's everywhere right now, but yeah, I would put him in those ranks, I think.
3: I actually got to see this dance performance um, in January of 2020. It was one of the only shows that I saw that year before the pandemic shut everything down. And I had just heard these songs at one time during the show. So I was so curious if they were going to release them as an album. And it's been really nice to get to sit with the songs and really listen to them as songs and not just as, you know, part of a larger performance. Um, And I found the performance really moving and beautiful. So it's been really great to get to sit with this music.
1: Yeah. It's also easy to imagine Perfume Genius, I think, moving into composing for film, you know, mm-hmm. the way Johnny Greenwood or, or Mika Levy have done, you know, because so much of this music, as you said, is not really written as pop structures. It's very composed. And it was a collaborative album. One song that really stood out to me is called Scherzo. Which was written entirely by his partner, Alan Weifels.
3: Yeah, and when I saw the performance, Alan was mostly playing piano at the beginning of the performance and then halfway through joined in the dance and like the embodied part of the performance. So it's really interesting to hear, you know, that he was also responsible for entirely writing one of the tracks.
1: Love it. Ugly Season is the record from Perfume Genius as always, there are a lot more great albums out today than we can fit in a single show. So check out the episode description for the podcast and we'll put a full list there of everything that we talked about, along with other notable releases out today. But before we wrap up this week's show, let's take a minute to mention some of our personal favorites out today. Treek, I'll start with you.
4: My pick is Erica Banks, a rapper out of Texas. Has a new album, Diary of the Flow Queen, which is perfect for summer. She's best known for her hit, Bust It, which became a TikTok hit. So I'm pretty sure there'll be some more uh, viral TikTok songs on that album when it comes out. I
0: got slim waist, body tight. What the body like? Free ho, with a mouth. With the pussy belt. Ride good, do it slow. With them honey foes, look. The
1: Christina.
2: One of my faves, Kevin Gates, critic Robert Kerskow once wrote that Kevin Gates has more hooks than a temptation's greatest of and more moods than a four year old at Disneyland. Kevin Gates is releasing his first album in three years. I'm so excited. It is called Kaza.
3: Bad bitch, yeah, she to Marissa. Yeah, my pick is the album Honeymoon Suite by Harkin. Harkin is the project of multi-instrumentalist Katie Harkin and she has played with so many iconic artists. She's been a touring member of Slater Kinney and Flock of Dimes. She toured with Kurt Vile and Courtney Barnett's duo project. She sang backup for Dua Lipa on SNL, pretty crazy. So she's a well-known collaborator and a really amazing guitarist. This is her second solo album, totally self-produced. She made it in the one-bedroom apartment she lives in in the middle of UK lockdowns and I read that it was the very same room where she and her wife held their virtual wedding reception during lockdown so pretty intense and i would say like emotionally rich space to make a record but yeah really solid indie pop record that has some kind of interesting glitchy synthy soundscapes on it really fun to listen to see the, river, see the water
2: how it glitters, to let you know that you should drink drink deeply she shines the same to let you know see the river,
1: and I'll mention the Australian singer ry X R Y X Ray X. His new album out today is called Blood Moon. We've covered him a good bit off and on over the years. He's got this most beautiful falsetto that pairs so perfectly with all these smooth little production quirks that he adds to his music. Rye X, his album Blood Moon. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. Christina Lee, Marissa LaRusso, Tariq Moody. Thanks so much, everybody. Thank Thanks you. for
2: having us. Thank you.
1: Our show is edited and mixed by Ron Scalzo. It was produced with help from Bob Boylan. Our VP of Visuals and Music at NPR is Keith Jenkins. If you haven't already, be sure to sign up for our newsletter to keep up with the latest from NPR Music. You'll find it at npr.org musicnewsletter music newsletter. To hear full versions of the songs we played, along with a bunch of singles that came out this week, search for NPR's New Music Friday playlists in Apple Music and Spotify. You'll also find them on our website at npr.org/slash/AllSongs. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. Heart
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Acorn TV. Acorn TV is brilliant television told brilliantly. From charmingly cozy mysteries to daringly dark dramas, Visit acorn.tv for a 30-day free trial with promo code NPR. Acorn TV. Brilliant. Okay, close your eyes for a second.
3: Now imagine you're on your dream vacation. No work calls to answer, no text messages to respond to, just your suitcase and an opportunity. The
0: opportunity to just take yourself out of your routine and travel deeper. How to actually take that dream trip. That's on the Life Kit Podcast from NPR.